0: PCA Conversations with Black Voices This is
1: Between the Pew Between the Pew is brought to you by African American Ministries AAM exists to provide ways to support, mentor,
0: and mobilize African Americans within the PCA Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Between the Pew. I'm your girl, Kelly Brown, here with my brother, Charles McKnight.
2: What's going on, sis?
0: Hey, man. And uh, Charles and I are hosting today. Uh, We usually have Janelle. She's taking this week off, so it's me and Charles holding it down. And today we have with us the fabulous people and couple Ruben and Golda
3: um, Lalo. Welcome, (laughs) y'all. Thank Uh, you for having us.
0: Thank you guys
3: for having us. We are excited to uh, to be
0: here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to hear from you guys. Um, I know some things about you guys, but I'm not going to spill all those beans and Uh (laughs) get into all of that. I'm hoping that will be kind of discovery as we get to get into getting to know you guys. But Give us the basics. Just tell us a little bit about where you live now, what you're doing. um, uh, You know, how long have you been married, your kids, Mm -hmm. just kind of the basics. Fill us in.
1: All right. Ladies, ladies first. Ladies first. I start off. Okay. (laughs) So we currently live in Baltimore in Towson, Maryland, and we um, we shared earlier, we live two floors below my parents in the same apartment complex. So that's been that's been really nice, especially going through COVID with them and you know having somewhat of a community um away mm. from you know life. Sure, so sure. that's been that's been really nice. Uh, we've been here in this particular um, complex house in for about two years. And prior to that, you know, we lived in the city. Um, Mainly when Ruben started his job at Faith Christian Fellowship. Uh, we've been married oh. since May 2014. So going on, well, we just celebrated our seven year anniversary. Yeah, woo-woo. going on eight. Hey, uh, hey. so perfect. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been, it's definitely been. Um, We our favorite saying is the journey is the destination, right? You never Mm,
4: mm, arrive.
1: It's it's a learning, you know, um, growth building exercise or journey rather. (laughs) Um, So it's 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 been great being married to Ruben. Oh, Um, had our ups and downs, of course, like any marriage. Uh, But um, I think the Lord has grown us a lot through it. mm -hmm. I -hmm. am very
3: surprised, Guda. The first thing she didn't say was we are from Ghana.
1: Well, okay. she asked about
3: our marriage? No, she, she and... well, no, no, she asked about the basics. That's like I'm very surprised that you didn't share. Anyway, so we already... She, ready, she was saving that for later. Uh, I, was, later. I was honestly yeah. saving that. I, I, was building I get the it honor. Up. I get the honor to announce <laughs> most basically we are Ghanaians. All right so now. From Accra, Ghana. We were both both born in Ghana. I I lived in Ghana till I was 14 uh, personally and I lived in Ghana till I was 15. Yeah, okay. so um so a lot of our formative years we yeah. we know Ghana, we um we uh, live and breathe Ghana. We live and breathe Ghana. We <laughs> actually just ate a Ghanaian meal before we tell we, us uh, about it. Tell us about yeah, it, y'all, y'all.
1: Our the hands meal our hands good. were in, in that thing. Cooked <laughs> uh-huh. meat, fried fish. Yeah, okro. Banco, Banco and okro soup for all our Ghanaians out there Ooh. don't know what we're talking about. We were what we were in it. So, okay, you
0: know, that, that does. Okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, hold on. You start talking about food.
3: We <laughs> me, to take I, know. I
0: love talking about food. Oh, honey. We're gonna have to have a whole nother day for this podcast. Yes. <laughs> you said okra soup. Yeah. Well, it's palm nut soup with okra. But yeah, but we, eat, like, okra like, soup but yeah, we eat okra. We yeah, we eat okra. Yeah, soup. we eat okra soup. What is tell me about both of those? Describe them.
1: So it's mainly all our soups are tomato based. Um, mm-hmm. And Let's give the caveat. My mom made this one, so. Okay, you know. okay. Um, <laughs> but um, the, with with okra soup, and I feel like Ruben is a better cook than me when it comes to soups. Okay. But with okra soup um, and palm nut soup, you pretty much have your tomato, ginger, garlic, um, broth, mm-hmm. baked, and then you either add your palm nut puree, you know, cook it for maybe like 30 minutes. You make you make out mm. soup? Yep. which just like peanut peanut soup. butter soup, mm-hmm. um, same concept. You have your base and then you cook the peanut butter and then you add it to it. You mm-hmm. add your, your okra, your goat meat, your fish, you know, mm. my mom loves snail. She had that in there. Mm.
2: Some snail.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> see, see you had me, you had me up to snail. So, 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 so wait, and we got to move on, but you mean like real like snails with like the, the little thing on his back yeah, all
3: the side yeah,
0: and everything. Escargot. okay? It's I
2: mean, I
3: Charles <laughs> okay. must not know about that. I...
2: Nah, I really I'm lying. That's it. <laughs> well, look, I'm trying to get on y'all level.
1: Well, here, do the not, reason. Do you not like it, Charles, or have you never had it?
2: Uh, have I ever had what? <laughs> <laughs> You mean escargot?
1: Escarnot.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, my car don't go in that direction. So you <laughs> um,
3: won't go that
2: Escargo, no. Escarno. no. S-car-no. But S-car-no. I will try, if 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 y'all cook it, I will try it.
3: All right, you got it. I will it, you try got,
2: it. You got But the reason
0: the reason I asked is because um my husband, Howard, is from Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, Mm -hmm. and they have a a okra soup. Okay, and the way you described it, it sounds very similar. Okay, and a lot of people, you know, there's okra's gotten this bad rap, right? Where it's just like if you talk about okra, they're like, "Oh, it's disgusting and it's slimy." And I'm like, "Well, you can make it slimy, but you know, you can also not make it slimy." Yeah. Yeah. So it's just exciting to for me to hear that. Maybe some of the cuisine we still consume as African Americans, it mm. hails back to our motherland yeah. and is a reflection of some of those foods that are that are eaten there.
1: So mm. I love yeah.
2: it. Yeah. So I, I need it. to get my I need to get my snail on so I can be more connected with my words. <laughs> okay. If I'm you gonna can eat
1: goat meat, we'll we'll accept, you know, we'll accept that.
2: Okay. I can do the goat. Do goat. Do we'll the goat. start with goat. We'll start
1: slowly, with, okay. you know,
2: slowly get you. This to is funny. Up. This is so us. That's we good. just
3: talk about food. I we know. Just, we so we just conference. literally did talk about You know what? We black.
1: Minutes. We black.
0: That's what we do. Tell me about yeah. it.
3: Right? Yep.
0: We, we got a lot to offer. Yes, right? <laughs> And a lot to learn. Indeed. <laughs> yes. Ministry okay. of Black Folk. Hey, uh, 101. Hey, if, I love it. <laughs> learning about Ghana too okay so you guys have been in Baltimore I didn't know that either we lived in Baltimore for a while yeah I heard you were at Faith Christian Fellowship very cool very great church uh J.B. Watkins right Mm -hmm. yeah and formerly Stan Long with um Mm
1: -hmm. Craig Craig Garriott. Garriott.
0: Thank you. Cause I, I blanked for a minute. Craig Garriott. That's right. Very, very good. And we still
1: so, here at faith till end of August.
0: Till yeah. the end of well, what happens in August?
1: What yeah. happens
3: in August, baby?
1: You you, tell t-
3: no, you do the honors. Tell us. So, <laughs> so tell me why. I'm just I'm minding my own business. This brother Charles. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know
2: sends no, I me get that. Text
3: message. It's like, yo, there's there's another brother down here in Charlotte trying to do some work. Just check them out. Mm-hmm. So, in long story short, we've been uh, in communication with a uh, brother down there named David Uran and his family.
2: Shout yeah. out to the Uran's. Shout,
1: shout, out, shout Urans. out to the Uran's. Amazing Uran's. <laughs> um,
3: my wife spent some time in North Carolina and vowed on our drive back from North Carolina she is never, Uh-oh. ever, 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 ever. Hold-
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Golda, tell, tell a little story. Tell the story why um, you just, you and North Carolina didn't hit it off at first. Yeah,
1: I need to know yeah, that. I think almost everyone who knows me knows that I swore never to go back. Um, I went, you know, I was in grad school at UNC Chapel Hill. I'm a speech language pathologist, and so uh-huh. I was down there for two years, and I had a really horrible experience. Um, uh-huh. So much so that I um, I told Ruben like we are going to have our traditional Ghana- Ghanaian wedding on my graduation day. So mm. that's what you we had did. to redeem your graduation. I, yeah, day. I didn't want wow. that to be a day that of sadness, like trauma. That was a day of joy for me because <laughs> that was our traditional wedding day. But um, overall, just you know, the experience, I had a very hard time um, just feeling at home. I mm. I think the culture for me was you know, very white and it was hard for me to get to know people. It was hard for me um, with my program, um, not academically, but just, you know, I, I felt like there was a lot of tension with um, me having to fight for myself for some mm. of the internships that I should be taking, you know, right. hours, hour, uh, getting your right hours situation. And I, I wasn't given, you know, good enough, placements and I had to literally fight, you know, to be given the placements so that I could graduate so that I could get, you know, licensed. And for me, that didn't feel fair. I didn't know if it was Mm. the color of my skin that I was being treated that way. I didn't know if, you know, they just, you know, it it just, it was a horrible experience all around. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I did find a church down, you know, in Chapel Hill, uh, Christ Community Church uh, that, you know, PCA? PCA, I okay. went specifically looking for a PCA church. And um, so I think that helped me um, to some degree have something that I could call my own in a place where, you know, there was, there was no African market within a 45 minute drive
4: where wow, I could get goodness.
1: to, you know, like everything shut down at eight. It was, it was just very, it was a miserable. It was a big culture shock, you know, from right, right, right. the city. Um, here, being close to Washington, D.C., University of Maryland, where I went to undergrad, where we met um, to Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. It, sure. It, it was different. So, when Ruben told me Brother Charles had texted him saying, Hey, <laughs> let's talk, I was like, No. this, Charles? I was Uh-oh, like, No, we're gone. not going. <laughs> and then Uh-oh. he talked to Charles and Dave, and he's like, I think we should have this conversation. I was like, What are you um, doing? Oh, boy. <laughs>
2: so i started out on your hit list Golden. i didn't know that i didn't know i started out on the bad list i yeah, didn't man. know I, I didn't know but you
1: know what the excitement with which ruben came um after talking to you guys it, it made me wonder because he knew how bad it was for me down there and for yeah. him to mm-hmm. consider that i was like okay tell me more well mm-hmm. that's
3: i think partially and and this this is really and and charles um, and, and the folks at AAM, and I kind of mm-hmm. shared some of my experience with you guys, and I think at the heart, what we were looking for was a shepherd, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, irregardless of our race, all that stuff, we were looking for, you know, a place where we could be shepherded, even though as we ministered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I kid you not, um, at, as soon as I talk, started talking with, with Dave and Charles, it's just, it's just, Dave's heart to shepherd people,
4: mm-hmm.
3: specifically people who, who don't look like him. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and, and it just oozed out so, so well. I had no doubt that as soon as I go to talk to him, she'll feel the same comfort mm-hmm. and just, and again, you think of a shepherd, right? I mean, it's just, we just, we've just felt so cared for. Yeah. Um, and I just can't think of a better context to minister with my family because I, you know, so anyway, so, so yeah, we're moving down to Charlotte to plant uh, with a brother named David Uran in the Northwest corner um, of Charlotte. And and we're actually going to be sharing buildings with, uh, the Honorable Charles. Well, go into oh, your engineering well. buildings, so. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Charles and uh, <laughs> Andrew Martin up mm-hmm. there. So we're we're excited, excited yeah. for what the Lord is, is doing. And and you guys are there too, Kelly. You and oh yeah, Howard That's right. Oh, we're yeah. just trying yeah. to we're, simp, we're trying to simp,
2: we're trying to That's some critical mass, here.
3: man. That's right yeah, here man. in the <laughs> central. Mass.
2: Here in the Central Carolina <laughs> yes. Presbyterian. Well, look, let's back, let's back up a little bit. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. How did you guys start getting introduced to the faith, yeah. to Jesus? You grow up in the church. Tell us the story.
3: Mm-hmm. So I um, so like I said, I spent the first fourteen years of my life in Ghana. My dad always lived in the states, mm-hmm. um, so it's sort of one of those things where you know I knew my dad was somewhere else. My mom raised me and my three siblings in Ghana um she she grew up you know with a mixture of Presbyterian and Methodist background. really yeah um Presbyterianism is actually pretty big in Ghana so is Methodism um really uh, but um you know I grew up she she always did devotionals at home Mm -hmm. um we always sang hymns um you know it's funny Indelible Grace has done all these like remade hymns and it's like I grew up like singing or, you know, just sort of like the older traditional kind yeah. of tunes, mm-hmm. um, which, which we'll, we'll talk about a little bit later. But I, I just grew up kind of with these sort of like rich Christian traditions around the house. Um, my mom, her, her favorite days were Sundays. I mean, just yeah. she, I, she my mom did not dress to go nowhere. <laughs> but on a Sunday, you'll find yeah. her a green Ghanaian oh, yeah. traditional outfit with her green shoes the green <laughs> hair thing and the <laughs> earrings—I mean, everything, right? You and said all, the hair um, thing. Went uh, and you gotta meet my mom. She like, she's just down to earth, but yeah. on a Sunday, um, mm-hmm. she'll she'll be decked out because she's about to go to church. Um, yeah. Only thing is, she didn't go with me though, y'all. She, I was a <laughs> ruckus. Let's just. So them those Presbyterians and Methodists could not handle me. So my mom, <laughs> she sent me to the uh, the nearest charismatic church. Um, okay. That you could find, yeah. and I went there with my auntie. Wait, wait, wait! Um, you say you were too loud?
0: <laughs> you had too much oh, man? Oh, I
3: I'm a raucous. That's just. Sick. <laughs> I mean, if you bring it. me to your PCA church, you might. Let's just leave it there. Um, yeah. Man. So anyway, yes. so I, I, you know, that's that was sort of like my background. Just a just a mixture of a bunch of different things. Uh, long story short, we moved here in uh, two thousand and two. First time living with my dad. She he um he was going to another Presbyterian church here, um and my dad is from the Volta region of Ghana. They speak mm-hmm. elwe Um, And it was an Elway church. I didn't grow up with my dad, so I didn't really pick up the language. Uh, I knew enough to like, you know, to know my way around. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, culturally, it was Ghanaian, very very Ghanaian. But it was it was a part of Ghanaian culture that I wasn't as familiar with. But it was as close to home as possible. I mean, Mm -hmm. first five years in this country, that was my experience. So Monday through Friday, I was with Americans and San- Sunday was you're about to go home, right? So like, mm-hmm. old heads they loved it. I mean, they'd be there for four hours, yeah. five hours mm-hmm. every Sunday. There's a potluck. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you're at church. It's a small church too. You're at church trying to worship God. There's some good jollof rice smelling <laughs> Ooh, right yes. in the big room. I mean, you can't wait. Just the fellowship. <laughs> it was just in retrospect, man. It was culture. It was good for me. Like I mm-hmm. felt at home. Um, you know, and there are other kids who are sort of going through the same situation. Um and yeah, so that that was sort of my religious background prior to to the PCA.
2: Well, Ruben, that feeling of 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 um sensing that you were at home on those Sundays you know how do you think that positively helped you to grow in your faith i mean we don't always think about those two things necessarily yeah. automatically yeah. being connected but how does feeling at home in the context of your local church how do you think that that actually helped to foster your faith
3: yeah so, um so i think back then i think back then we took that for granted right you know i just i just assumed that's just what you know that's that's just what happened mm-hmm. right um and um, and I would say this. I'd say this. I think that's where I learned that I don't have to be uncomfortable in church to be holy. <laughs> right? Right. Okay. Like what do you mean conv- by that? You can't convince yeah. me that I got to put my culture away, right? To worship God. You just yeah. you just can't. Yeah. yeah. Right?
2: Say that. Um, say
3: that. You can't you can't tell me that okay, well, you know, the the, the preaching is good, right? but culturally the music might not be good mm-hmm. and still say, you know what, but, you know, but, but, but we're worshiping God. Well, mm-hmm. oh, I've worshiped God in a context where the music was good. And then the preaching was also, I mean, you know, so, so anyways, I say all that to say it was good for me because I think it set a really high bar experientially for when I'm in a place yeah. and, and we'll, hopefully we can get into a little more of this, but um, like, like we're at a place where when we come to church, we have expectations, and we're not going to say they are high expectations. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you can't tell me my expectations are too high um, yeah. because it makes you uncomfortable, uh, right? Right. I, right. I want to enjoy my worship. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, right. It, I mean, in the presence of God, there's fullness yeah. of joy, right? And I just right hand that pleasures evermore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, let me not go preach on y'all. So, Golda <laughs> hasn't really shared much about her, um, her um, <laughs> Hold up, preacher. Hold up, preacher. Yeah, let me know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Golda, what tell us about your uh, faith background.
1: Yeah. So, like Ruben shared, you know, I think Ghana is, is a very religious country. And, mm. you know, so religious that on Sundays, there are barely any stores open. Um, mm. Everyone's in church.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, in schools, like you're having morning devotion, Hmm. Uh, you know, there are businesses that are named after God or Christ. Like God is eternal barbershop, you know, like you see it everywhere. You're
3: confronted
1: with it almost to the point where you're actually embarrassed to say you're an unbeliever. Um, Ah. So, yeah. So it's, it's very different, you know, and uh, I, I grew up, you know, in the faith, both my parents are believers and, I'm, you know, I had a younger sister. She passed away uh, last year, actually.
0: Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry, sis.
1: Yeah. Um, But we, you know, we, I grew up in the faith. We went to church, you know, faithfully every Sunday. Uh, My experience going to church is a little different in the sense that we uh, are, our focus, at least, you know, is to worship, but we are also hoping to find a place where um, my sister could belong you know mm. being a, a girl who you know had autism mm. she, she was born with autism I don't think I shared that uh, we you know we sought places where she could you know be included and right. that was that was really hard yeah. You know? yeah um, I think that there's at the time you know there, there's not as much, there wasn't as much awareness, you know, or knowledge right. about what autism was, or, mm-hmm, yeah. you know, and you, when you tie that in with spirituality, like, are is God punishing you for something? Sure. You oh, my know? Goodness. So, it's hard a not lot to of go that. there. Yeah, there was a lot of that to sift through. But I, um, so I, I often, you know, went to par- church with one of my parents while the other, you know, stayed home with my sister. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think for me, that shaped, you know, my relationship with God in the sense Mm. of like, you know, I, he was my father, but I also looked to him, especially as a healer, you know, Mm. she
4: didn't,
1: she didn't get her healing on this side of eternity. You know, she was completely nonverbal, uh, signed a little bit here and there, but, uh, she depended on my parents, you know, for activities of daily living, you know, Mm. getting dressed, feeding, you know, using the bathroom, things like that. And so, um, I think I, I learned very early, you know, that God makes people differently. Mm. And that, you know, he loves us equally. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, because at the time that I met Ruben in college, you know, I had dreams of, you know, one day going back to Ghana, and, you know, mm-hmm. starting, you know, some sort of clinic for people with, you know, disabilities, right. you know, specifically autism, to be able to You know, shed awareness about you know how to deal with some of these speech and language impairments, but also to share you know the gospel. God, God made people with disabilities
4: and loves them
1: just as equally. You know, Um, so that was you know my main experience. You know, with church, mainly you know praying for healing, praying. You know, and of course, praying. You know, I had friends, friendships, and you know relationships, and um, so. Um, but I yeah my family was pretty close-knit growing up you know we had to be because you know
4: uh-huh.
1: shared something unique you know a, a unique experience and right um, yeah I I'm to this day still passionate about working with people with disabilities and, mm-hmm. and just making the church also a place where they can feel comfortable and you know yeah. be seen you know yeah, not just a very really disability but be seen as people. Seen as people. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful. So I take it that, and I think I heard you say this, but I just want to give you a chance to say it more profoundly. So you your younger sisters, uh struggle with autism is what drove you into
1: speech and language pathology
0: in school I didn't know about it
1: in Ghana but once I came here yes absolutely Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to dive deeper I started off actually college as an architecture major oh but but I still Mm -hmm. wanted to take special ed courses (laughs) yeah I got that's how I dove into the world of like speech pathology you know Today, I'm a speech pathologist. Yeah.
0: Well, praise God for your heart. I'm so sorry Mm -hmm. to hear about your loss. Uh, I can't imagine what that's like. And, you know, um, the wound um, and the pain of losing a sibling, um, you know, and how you've taken that up um, as a cause for the glory of God to give. Amen. Churches and ability to uh, move more gracefully, more gospel, gospelly <laughs> mm-hmm. um, for people who we we don't we don't really always think about as the center of who God loves.
4: Mm-hmm. So, that's right. Yeah, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank mm-hmm. you. So you said that when you were in college, you you found a church, a PCA church, Christ Community Church. Yes. Good memory. (laughs) I'm a girl. No, I have to write stuff down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. I can't take no credit, but I know Uh. that I have to write it down because I do want to go back to things and remember things. So tell us a little bit about how that experience was. You're having a difficult time at school feeling like they are. Sounds like insensitive, likely discriminatory Yeah. Who knows? uh, Probably multiple. Yeah. Reasons. And you find a church. How was your experience with that church and how did it or did it help you navigate Mm. as a woman of color um, Mm. what you were experiencing at um, UNCC? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was actually twofold. I will say this. I went to grad school short about a year after we met. Uh, after Ruben and I met. So when I met Ruben, I, I was attending actually a Oneness Pentecostal church. Okay. Oh, you know, whoa. I know. I know <laughs> that was, you know, that was the church that my family was attending at the time that okay. we came here. You know? All right. And so when I met Ruben, you know, he spoke with me a lot about you, uh, Presbyterian churches and Calvinism and we... we, we Trinity. We, we, uh, yeah, Trinity. We
3: got Trinity.
0: <laughs> Particularly
1: that, <one>. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly that We got closer just talking about the PCA. And mm-hmm. so when I moved down to Chapel Hill, I specifically looked for a PCA church, but I was also attending, when I came up here to visit... I was attending the church that Reuben was attending at the time,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: City of Hope Church. And oh, okay, yeah.
3: Who, who was the pastor? Yeah. <laughs>
1: pastor and Shout out yeah. to Pastor Ann. Yeah,
2: hey! Innes. hey. Innes. The Reverend uh, Doctor Dr.
1: Yeah. Yes. The, Bishop, <laughs> Bishop <laughs> yes. Reverend
0: yes. Dr.
2: Innes. Yeah, That's right. That's right.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> I was kind of in between two churches, I think, and I will say part of What made it hard also to build community in Chapel Hill was the fact that I was also coming back so much because my community was here. Gotcha. And so I, when I was in North Carolina, I was going to Christ Community. It was, I, I got connected through the youth uh, and college, actually ministry, more than college ministry. Mm -hmm. The, the lady who was in charge of the ministry kind of took me in and welcomed me and, and I you know I checked out the church. I loved, you know, the pastor and his wife, Pastor mm-hmm. Byron Peters and his wife Ruby B. They they got to know me and I got to know them.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: I I will say having personal relationships. Them the lady in charge of the college college ministry Brenda Ellison and a few friends that I had there really made my experience because when school was hard, right. I could be with my friends and study with them and hang out mm-hmm. and just have, you know, that space. Mm-hmm. So that was really helpful. But I also, I feel like I have to give you know credit to both churches to a large degree because both churches helped me stay grounded in, mm-hmm. in my faith, being at City of Hope Pastor Enns, preached, you know, he preached. And uh-huh. I I the Lord, you know, opened my heart and I, I soaked it all in. And I think that helped me through the the low seasons for sure.
4: Mm. Mm.
1: And yeah, I had I had a God who I knew was stronger than all of that. And right. yeah, and I think it helped to have those communities to yeah. mm-hmm. stay, to stay grounded. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So did you ever settle into City of Hope or was it soon after that? Yeah, job? yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. So when we got married, I became a member of City of Hope. Okay. And we okay. were there up until 2016. So we got married in 2014 okay. and then transitioned okay. to faith in 2016. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we didn't ask this. You all are our first couple. So we have to hear it. Yeah. You said that you met oh at school, but give us
2: give us a love story. What's the, the story? story? This
1: is this is a very. I'll let Ruben tell. I'll let him start. Because, <laughs> you better tell the truth, Ruben. Don't because Ruben,
2: I will, Ruben go. Ruben tell yeah. your version and then yeah. go to you tell the truth. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Ruben. There we go. <laughs> go ahead, Ruben. Go ahead and say your little your little fairy tale. Go so, ahead. So,
3: <laughs> so man. Um, so I was, I was. So I guess I can also sort of like my, my PCA entrance story. I can kind of fit that in here. But okay. I, I, um, my algebra two teacher, who was, um, you know, doing Bible study at our high school, um, uh, took us on a mission trips. At the end, so, so we went to one of these high, So we were in PG County. Yeah, I don't know if you guys know anything about P. G. County, but we were in P. G. County, Prince
0: George's County,
3: Prince George's County in Maryland, and Mm -hmm. um, you know, very very, very black, very black, right? Very black. You know, my prince. I I was looking at it last night. I mean, just and it just took that for granted. Just the the people that taught me, right? The teachers, Mm -hmm. you know, just the mixture of people. It was just great. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so PG County, um, I can't think of any other school district that would allow a teacher to do Bible studies. Yeah, But he's doing oh. Bible study. Um, wow. You yeah. know, he's basically doing ministry. <laughs> he's evangelizing his students. Wow. In, uh, public, school? Um, in yes, public school? In a public y'all. school, y'all. Wow. In a wow. public school. I mean, he had, like, Voice of the Martyrs, like, posters in his room, mission stuff just in his room. Okay. Um, anyway, so he... He, um, one summer, um, he, he, um, he took me to a voice of the martyrs convention. I got convicted there. He took me on a mission trip. I got convicted there, <laughs> um, took me to pastor Erwin Ince's church. Um, the first time, man, I just, somebody opens the scripture and says, okay, so last week we, we preached from, uh, Hosea chapter two verses one to 15 this week, we're going to preach from verses 16 and on. So I was just. I was, I was watching someone pick the scriptures and just verse by verse. Yeah. The word. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, you know, I just said, when I grow up, that's what I want to do.
4: Okay. Uh, So Mm -hmm. anyway, I
3: started a Bible study. uh, My, my uh, algebra two teacher, Thomas Spencer Miller, who also happened to be an elder (laughs) at at Irwin's pastor, Irwin's church. Oh my goodness. encouraged Encouraged me to start a Bible study. um, And he, um, I'm going somewhere with this. you Um, So he, he, you know, he invited me uh, to sort of be under his wing. He he taught me how to just open the scriptures to anywhere, uh, observation, interpretation, application, and um, in any, any part of the scriptures. So mm-hmm. we'll do that Sunday night. And then Wednesday night, I'll lead a Bible study on my campus. Um, and by God's grace, he brought people and he brought Goda. Um, to one oh, of those. I kind of invited
1: myself to that Bible study. She <laughs> oh. brought her, but, and yes. um, <laughs> and
3: I took a very keen interest in walking mm-hmm. through the scriptures with her. You know, the sister needed the Book of James. She she needed That's some awesome. Trinitarian indoctrination, so I, I took it. it upon myself. Uh-oh. Wow. To do that holy task oh, of
1: snap. missionary
3: wow. Right, teaching. My wife. Wow. Kelly. did you hear this? Um.
0: Wow. So this brother's laying in all the salvation. Hmm
3: to uh ruben, ruben we can't
0: help, we can't help you man when we get off the spot
2: no. uh-uh, you just uh, tell put, him. you digging
0: tell him.
1: <laughs> it's oh, gonna be no. you and golden <laughs> we can't do nothing for you man <laughs> they're gonna go back to their families <laughs> um, just kidding okay
0: no, but- so was it so were there mainly ghanaian students coming ruben were you surprised to see this Ghanian Queen come through the door, like what was, was that?
3: It was. I, I think it, again, in retrospect, I feel like we had a mini revival. Yeah, so we really did. um, so so here is so just to give you guys a little bit of context, um, so again, we, so good has shared how like Ghanians we're religious. I mean, we 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 know we like we go to church, okay, okay. um, but as a, a lot of times, what happens is sort of like, um. We're going to these churches where culturally there's sort of a disconnect, right?
4: Right.
3: Majority of your life is in America, but your church life is basically back home, Mm -hmm. even though you're in America. Mm -hmm. So it was always hard to sort of really apply the situation, like just the gospel to your media context. So we were growing up going to these churches, um, but a lot of the illustrations, a lot of the examples, a lot of the sort of reference point references was back home. Right. Mm. So, you know, so we knew, you know, like when you go to college, find a good church. Um, don't be out there drinking and smoking and doing all these things, right? And we knew that, right? But that's not the gospel, right? Just not doing certain things is not the gospel. Right, 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 right. Um, so I think when I started going to Pastor Irwin's church, um, I think it was for the first time I realized that, okay, um, like not doing certain things it's not it's not what god is really like god really does want us to enjoy him Mm -hmm. Uh, um, god really does like this christianity thing doesn't have to be a chore and just just by god's grace that kind of message that kind of gospel resonated with a bunch of just these second first generation and second generation immigrant kids who just they were looking for something more so we yeah. We literally just like
1: Spanians, Nigerians,
3: um, there were some African-Americans that would show up. There was yeah. one white guy that showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were growing up in the same sort of situation where we knew the Bible, you know, we grew up going to church, but it just, yeah. there was always a disconnect. You know, we were sort of like very legalistic sort of things that we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and the Lord really used the gospel. I mean, to the point where we spent three years going through the book of Romans, mm. um, and just yeah. verse by verse, um, observation, interpretation, application. Um, and that just caught yeah. on fire. And uh, Yeah.
1: It, it attracted a lot of different folks. And, um, mm-hmm. I personally came in, you know, I think we're pretty early in the book of Romans when I came in, but I had never had the Bible explained so intricately to me. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. you know, because you do hear sermons, you do hear messages, but to walk through verse by verse, week after week, I think that's what kept a lot of us, you know, so engrossed in the bible study mm-hmm. because we were learning we were growing we were yearning for the next time we would meet mm-hmm. and read some more and there were there were, i remember weeks where or you know we do it every wednesday but i remember like there are times when we'd spend two hours on two verses
4: mm-hmm. because
1: we went in, we did yeah. cross-referencing yeah. we you know people are sharing and because it was a large group you, you got to hear from so many different voices and right. that that was such that was such a like profound Bible study. To yeah, have been I think a part of. I think
3: it was. I think here's. I think I think it was intellectually stimulated. It was, yeah, very much. Sure. so. Um, be, and not because like we were a bunch of smart people, but just because again, <laughs> I think God was kind of there was a many there was a revival going on really, mm. where God was using what was already implanted into us from all these churches that we'd been a part of, mm-hmm. and sort of bringing us back to Himself and he was using just, just, just the gospel and the word of God to do mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we just created a community out of it. And till today, a pretty tight knit community. And, um, and, and I think Miss Kim, uh, Kim Inns came mm-hmm. and shared about sort of just the influx of these <laughs> Ghanaians and Nigerians and Togolese, I came to city of hope. So that was a, it was a birth out of that Bible study, you know. Wow. Um, so they poured into me. City of Hope had poured into me, and just that just kind of came around where people we were trying to find where um, where good preaching was, and yeah, what, what that brother was doing his thing up.
1: Yeah. Once go, a lot of us graduated from college, I think the next step was City of Hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Because we wanted more. We didn't want it to just end because you've graduated. We're not. We're no longer meeting at you know, college for Bible study. So where do you go next?
0: Right, right, right. So, you know, you, you leave city of hope and Mm. you guys go to Baltimore, right? Yep. And how, how did you guys navigate, you know, and even now, how are you guys navigating? How have you guys navigated the, the cultural tensions and pressures. You know, you guys are coming from two major cities, um, uh, Baltimore and DC. So a lot happening, you know, with police violence and um, corruption in justice systems and discrimination. You know, how, how did you guys navigate that? And I guess I wanna ask you, as brown as black people in terms of your skin, how do you more more closely identify? Is it as black people who are Africans in America because y'all are literally African Americans, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know you started off saying we're Ghanaian, yeah. like yeah. that is our identity. Yeah. So how do you how has that been working through all of that in the past mm-hmm. few years?
1: Give me a minute to process that. That's that's a great question. I want to say I started off so when we came to the U.S. I started off having a certain impression of African Americans. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, just like the media portrays, right? Africa is this yeah. land of like lions and zebras. <laughs> hungry, and Hungry people. And, yeah. I literally <laughs> I've had someone in my freshman year in college asked me if I wore jeans back home. Yes. Really? The answer is yes. <laughs> and you heard, so I you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I think that in the same way that Africa is portrayed to some degree erroneously, <laughs> or to a large degree, erroneously, Mm -hmm. African-Americans are also portrayed erroneously. And Mm -hmm. it took being here and being a part of, you know, churches and high school and college and all the places that we were involved in. It took that for me to realize there there are systemic injustices going on. There Mm -hmm. are... There are, there's discrimination going on. There's, you know, there, there's a lot of just, there's a lot of, of struggle and tension between African-Americans and white folks for good reason. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not because African-Americans are lazy and just in jail. Right. Was, that,
2: was that the perception in that, Ghana?
1: Yes, very much so. Wow. You know, and, and I, my cousin came to visit with her husband recently or prior to COVID and us four sat and talked in depth. And they left with this newfound <laughs> paradigm shift about African-Americans because you really, your African-Americans, African-Americans are portrayed as lazy and they just don't make it. They just, poor students, they just don't study hard. And mm, mm, it's what mm. I saw, that was yeah. my experience. I had to come here to be, to have friendships, to have relationships, to realize, no, there's more to the story. Right. You know, there's okay. go back 100 years. So, right, you know, there's just so much that isn't shared. And I had to come to learn to realize, no, we have to speak up about some of these injustices that are there. Mm-hmm. And I have come, honestly, after having seen, you know, when they see us, after having seen Mm -hmm. 13, Mm -hmm. so much informative documentaries out there and and anecdotes of what people have experienced, I've come to realize, wow, we need to speak up. And so at this time, I truly relate more with Mm African-Americans and I feel like my experience at the church and my experience here in the US, having been in mainstream, you know, culture mm-hmm. has, I, I realized that we long and short is we have to speak up. We, we can't settle for other people's impression of us. We have to, we have to yeah. speak out because if you don't, if you don't share the deep, you know, rooted issues yeah. like that, and you don't have some of these discussions, then the impression is left out there. Yeah, only. I don't know if that answers your question completely. Yeah, it does. I have a, I actually I
2: actually have a question related to that. You talked about the necessity of in the sense of responsibility to speak up and call things out. You know, you gotten any examples of some opportunities that you've had to lovingly challenge um, your white brothers or sisters in some of your uh, church contexts?
1: Funny you should say. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Well, very recently, so Reuben in his search for new position you know new jobs we encountered a church that is a new church plant they mm-hmm. proclaim to be multicultural multi-ethnic well, a church uh-oh. for all people i didn't feel that way
0: yeah
1: they, they are multicultural and that there are a lot of asian americans and white folks there praise mm-hmm. the lord but mm-hmm. i didn't feel like I belonged and particularly they graciously flew us down there us and our two kids right but that was all that was done they never sought our opinion about anything and I felt like you know with Ruben coming for an interview that's fine you work with him on his schedule but for me personally coming as his wife and coming with our kids, I expected to some degree a level of sensitivity to that mm-hmm, from mm-hmm, at least mm-hmm. the pastor's wife. And Ooh. I, she, when I tell you that she made plans or they made plans together that the pastor and his wife or i as a whole, the church, they made plans that did not include at least me. Really? And when I said, Hey, I, we, when we said, Hey, we don't think that, this timing would work, especially with the kids. Never asked schedule-wise, diet-wise, food-wise, like nothing. Wow. And so I took the opportunity. Like, again, Ruben is there for an interview. So if you're, he's on your time. But mm-hmm. considering that I'm coming with two kids, I expected a little level a level of sensitivity. And I tried to lovingly say to this pastor's wife, hey, I don't think that it was fair of you to go ahead and plan our time without actually asking me you know what worked and really? i got shut down
0: <laughs> really? i got
1: shut down you know i got told that was what worked for us oh us oh who are the us them and whoever else was involved and I had to realize the us did not include me. So mm. wow. when we get there, are you telling me that I'm just going to have to be a yes ma'am lady you say, right, okay, right, right. You know what works for you? I have to, you know, succumb to that. And
4: mm.
1: I, I did not, I did not like that. I did not like mm. that. I was told, you know, we want to see if you're a good fit for us. It was a lot mm. of us, mm. but if you're trying to be multicultural, what does us mean right so i i tried to lovingly challenge Mm. her but she wasn't receptive Mm. and the rest of our time there was
4: reflective
1: was reflective of that (laughs) oh boy and yeah i actually honestly got to the point where i was really surprised i i'm not surprised that we sin but sometimes i'm like i expected a little bit better for mm-hmm. readers you know mm-hmm. so that that for me was one instance very recently where i had to realize if this is not a place where i can be heard where my voice can matter there it is that's what's going to happen to my kids there it is yeah that's yep. going to happen to my kids kids and that's well, not a and, trend
3: and, and that's what's going to happen to the people that you're trying to get us to do. exactly exactly. <laughs> exactly there it is and exactly. right and, right and then the you and then you'll blame and then you'll blame me for not being able to do my see, job see right um mm.
0: Mm-mm. Like
3: half of my energy, I'll be spending trying to convince you that I'm qualified. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. And anyway, yeah. <laughs> that, well, go. go ahead. Go, no, go. It's, just, it's, just, it's, it's just, it's it's, 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 um, it's, it's Anyway, that's that's part of the reason why I, I think our story needs to be heard. Needs to be. T- I, I think there's a lot that's going on under. The, the city, right? So imagine New York City, right? There's so much that goes on under the city. Mm-hmm. Like think right. about New York City, like like if you were just just walking around, it's like, oh yeah, this is why this is here. This is what. No, but you have no idea why these people got from here to there right. if you don't go under the city, mm-hmm. right. Right? right? Um, and I and I think and back to your question about sort of as Ghanaians, I think one of the things that happens, especially for us. Um, especially as Black immigrants, when you come here as a Black immigrant,
4: mm-hmm. right,
3: um, you kind of see the opportunities that are here, um, especially if you come as a middle class educated Black immigrant, right? You see the opportunities that are here okay. and the progress that has been made so that Black people can advance, and you grab them, and after you have your two car garage house mm-hmm. and <laughs> and your kids are all going to Ivy League schools. Mm-hmm. Of course, you feel like, well, black people are lazy, right? I, I've only been here ten years, and look at my kids. Look at what cars I'm, you know. So I mm. think, I think for a lot of, and 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 I'll just, I'll just say, um, like it takes a lot of patience, um, and the Holy Spirit to get us to where we are, but also relationships where we are bearing to one another. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, because for me, what happened really was, um, like, I realized that my son is black and as Charles conveniently told me, he's <laughs> not only black, he's a Baltimore, uh, Baltimorean. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, different. He, he's though. from Baltimore. Yeah.
2: Right? That's
1: right. Um,
3: and whether I like it or not, he's not going to say I'm God, he's not going to identify right. Right. With. with the way i identify with Ghana, mm-hmm. um and i have to realize like that you know he's a black man yeah <laughs> he's a black man that's sort of our, our experience we learn everything we know about being black we've mm-hmm. had to learn yeah mm-hmm. and, and that's and i think that's what if could. that's one of the things that i do want to encourage our our allies who are struggling Right, (laughs) white allies who are struggling, these things can be learned. Mm. That's right, there's ample information out there Mm. to learn, you just got to have the posture, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and and you have to have the covenant relationship that says, No, I might not understand. I know you're telling me you're struggling, I don't totally get what's going on, but I'm gonna hang with you, okay? Yeah,
1: um, well, I'll disagree a little bit, not everything is learned. Because I do think that we found comfort in community because there are some experiences that are shared. Yes. That's so right. we sometimes I remember Ruben telling me about a time that he was at work and an African-American co-worker of his says, you know, what's that smell? To his food, you know, and it's it's yeah, as sad as it sounds, no. that would really be the reaction from absolutely. The other And so I do think that there are experiences we've had being looked down on because of assumptions that are made about you that we do share as Africans with African-Americans and therefore Uh relate better with one another. So it's not all entirely learned. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there there are experiences that we've shared that makes it easier for us to relate with one another. So it's not all learned because we have some shared experiences as Africans mm-hmm. and African-Americans. Yeah. In a way that I think, you know, white folks don't. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And so having the opportunity to be in community together to find where those places are. Exactly. Yeah. It creates more kinship between yeah. each other, even though we are, we are the same color, but we are culturally different.
2: Yes. yes. Mm.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we need that.
2: Sis, how do you keep from just being tired and discouraged from trying again? I'm just thinking about this last incident that happened fairly recently. You took the risk to be mm. honest, to be vulnerable, to be transparent, um, to try to help this particular sister grow. Right. Um, and it was shut down. What keeps you from yeah. just saying Forget this. I don't need this. I'm never saying so, anything to anyone again. I'm just going to yeah. mind my <laughs> business.
1: That's good. What keeps me from giving up are the folks who are actually doing an amazing job. And okay. shout out to Celia Uran.
4: <laughs> hey, she, this lady, homie.
1: this lady, when I tell you, prior to going to this other church plant, this lady... Took she took the brave step of making a Ghanaian dish mm. oh my. for my family. Oh my. <laughs> mm. on, oh
3: my. On a
1: Sunday, y'all. On a wow. Sunday after church. <laughs> she's a mom, she's a wife. It's a she's, Sunday. <laughs> she's her own person. She stops to love on me so well. And mm. not just her, her, you know, her entire family was so welcoming. And those experiences truly helped me realize, you know what? There's, there's hope. There's still that's hope. Right. There, there are people who are trying to do this multicultural thing for real. Like there's that's people right. who are actually ready to have some of these hard conversations. There are people who are actually ready to listen. There are people who are actually ready to call me out when yeah. you know, I'm in the wrong. And right, right, that's right. the kind of relationship that I, I want. I want a relationship where, we can have hard conversations, but we can grow together because I'm yeah. not, I don't come to you with, you know, areas where I see that you can grow because I have it all figured out. If yeah. anything, I don't like being around those people. <laughs> who think they have yeah. it all figured out. And I've been around some of those, but mm-hmm. I've been around people who I see trying to love the church, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, all of it. And I, I, they're the ones who help me realize, you know what, there's there's a place that I I belong. There's my my family, my my friends who are, who look like me can find home, can they can find a place here in this mm-hmm. community. And I'm thankful when I have those experiences, I hold on to them, I nurture those relationships mm-hmm. because they're priceless. And that's right. Yeah. And so I I definitely, that's something that I would highly encourage. Like for me, what has helped me keep going in multicultural context is the fact that I've seen people doing it well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's super encouraging. It is. Brother Ruben, did you tell us what you're going to be doing in Charlotte? <sighs> I know
3: you, you sort of mentioned it. This this is a plug, man. Tell us. <laughs> yeah. So take the opportunity. Well, yeah. Yeah. well yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the simplest way I'd want to put it is that we're trying to create a community where, um, where we can be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I think you know, I, again, I, the reason why we're going back to North Carolina, right? My <laughs> wife is braving, you know, just going back to a place that was pretty traumatic for her, is because. I think what the Lord often does is the place of hurt, He brings healing, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Lord is doing something in Charlotte, right? And and we, you know, we we prayed about it, and we already see sort of what you guys the Lord has allowed some of you guys to do out there in Charlotte, and um, just feel a sense of the Lord's presence, and there seems to be a movement of multicultural uh work um going on there and we just we're excited to be a part of that just so we want to create a community where people like us unashamedly, man yeah <laughs> um, mm-hmm. people who look like us um mm-hmm. can come and and you know because it's it can be lonely right i think i think yeah. just existentially right and practically right, right. um and, and then we had some of that at city of folk my experience of god right um is is exponentially like multiplied when when the way I worship God is even affirmed and confirmed by people who look like me around me yeah, right yeah,
0: yeah. Um,
3: yeah man I've I've yeah. preached that piece I've preached at churches where I'm the only black soul um and you know I've tried to do my thing create a ruckus I pull <laughs> my hands up shout yeah yeah, right? yeah. sing
1: loud um, <laughs> which is a step back for us like in Ghana <laughs> you are dancing in front yes. of the church like oh, circling yeah. around. Yes. got in Pentecostal church just. <laughs> um,
3: but no yeah. but but just basically we want we want to create a church community where our needs are met, right mm-hmm. where we don't have to apologize for who we are um, where where, where our, our, the way God has made us, you know as black people it's not in question. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. That's right. Um,
3: yeah, that's a good word. And and I think and I think um, I think the Lord would use that. Um, I think this nation needs that. <laughs> mm. uh, I think this denomination needs it more than it realizes. Mm. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, and we need it too. As Amen. So
2: uh, it's a good work. So
0: much more that I could. I would love to talk to y'all <laughs> about. That's one of the hardest things about getting to know folks is. You just want to keep talking, yeah, um, right? <laughs> but sadly, our time is at, at an end. Um, Ruben, you will be co-pastor.
3: We, so I, so currently I, I, uh, I'm working through my ordination. I'm going through the ordination process.
0: Okay. Um.
3: But yeah, so the hope is that Dave and I will, we're trying to be like Charles and Drew y'all.
4: We okay. will be uh,
3: locked in arms and uh, we'll, we'll have parity in, in our ministry and, um, yeah, and have an equal, mm-hmm. equal thing going on. So, yeah, mm-hmm. so co-pastor is probably the best uh, term.
2: All right, Ruben, if folks want to get connected with y'all, hear more about what you guys have going on in Charlotte, how can they do that? Y'all got a website or something?
3: Yeah, yeah. So Dave actually right now has his fundraising website and info website as uh, northwestmission.com. Um, we're still working on a our, on our new website for the church, but currently, you know, that's that's what we, we're using. So if you want to donate, if you want to just check it out, check us out, see what, what the Lord is doing up there in the northwest corner of Charlotte. Uh, just go to northwestmission.com.
0: Northwestmission.com. Y'all got it? Yeah. all right very good <laughs> yes um but we look forward to seeing this covenant family continue to grow and blossom amen and i'm excited that i'll get to
1: witness it because y'all will be in charlotte queen city shout out i'm, I'm definitely excited to, to explore charlotte some more we saw some of it and loved it so oh, we are
2: official tour gods what we got you, <laughs> there sure. we go we that's charlotte. right we got, <laughs> we, got
0: we gonna we gonna restore the years the locusts have eaten from mm. Hill. Hey, oh,
2: whoop, You better say that word. <laughs> we,
0: we are going to redeem <laughs> what what that what God what the devil meant for bad. The Lord is going to take and redo for good. Amen. Up Amen. Up here Amen. in Charlotte, North Carolina, and let Chapel Hill kick rocks. Well, Golda and Ruben thank y'all so much. It has been my joy and my pleasure to meet you guys face to face. Sort really of really great meeting you, Kelly. Same here. <laughs> Yes. Yes. We're excited for your ministry. We will be praying for you. AAM has you. been praying for you guys
1: You guys are so welcome. I just want to add that having this umbrella ministry, just, I know for Ruben, you know, it's, it's, it's huge. He was excited about partnering with folks yeah. from AAM and I feel like I have that community too. So thank you guys yes. for this ministry. Amen
0: amen amen Amen. we're so excited to be able to do it so thank you guys charles it was good rocking with you today brother
2: you too sis Um, i always enjoy being able to get on the mic uh, with you all and thank you for joining us between the pew is brought to you by african-american ministries To follow AAM, be sure to visit our website at aampca.org and follow us on those socials, y'all, at AAMPCA. We will see you next week.